You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. It's the Geeks Pub. How are you, David? Hello. Hi, how are you? Um, you know, I was actually looking forward to doing this episode ever since we kind of <laughs> talked about it a little bit last week on TechFan. And, uh, yeah. of course, we have to start with very sad news. This was Yeah, it uh, kind of bummed me out, actually, for this show. <laughs> it kind of you know, it took, took a little I, bit of the wind out of my sails. Yeah, same. And this is, uh, obviously, anybody's listened to a show called Geek's Pub. You already know uh, Chadwick Boseman um, played the Black Panther. Jackie Robinson on 42. Really good actor. I really liked him. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I had no idea he had been battling cancer for the past four years. I don't think anybody did. I think he just kept it to himself. He was I mean, a very quiet years. actor. He wasn't one of these publicity yeah. hounds to go out there. No. Uh, but the thing is, four years ago is when he was diagnosed. That means or kind of most of the films we've seen him in, um, he, he he already had it. He was already um, he was already under treatment, which is, again, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's even more props to him, really, to be able to do a very physical role like that while he's um, undergoing treatment for cancer. And I feel like um, he was just right at that point where he was going to be one of those just gigantic stars of uh, Denzel Washington proportions. Yeah, because he was obviously very, very versatile, um, could turn his hand to anything, um, very powerful, kind of really held presence on the screen. That was part of his, part of his, uh, you know, his his great skill really, uh, and to be and to die so young, really, at, yeah. At the st- oh, don't get me wrong, he had a great start to his career. I mean, you know, Black Panthers. I th- I think Black Panther. I, I read the other day is the biggest solo superhero movie of all time. Yeah. Um, and it's like number seven in terms of box office takings for all movies of all time. So a huge, um, you know, kind of thing that brought him onto the stage. And, and yes, you're right. That would have that would have opened up all sorts of other opportunities to him that he now, you know, can't realise. And um, and just on a personal level, it's very very sad when somebody very talented, well, it when anybody dies young, but particularly when somebody very talented does shows a lot of promise, um, shows a lot of of, of ability. Is, is taken very young by illness and um yeah it just and worse worse than that is it kind of came out of the blue because nobody knew he was ill and all of a sudden he's gone yeah um the first movie i ever saw him in was actually 42 i don't know if you ever saw that so i have you know because it's a baseball movie they don't really play well over here yeah but it's it's not really a baseball movie it's it's no, a movie about but, racism and yeah but if you're if you're uh, well Again, you know, up until recently, those sort of movies didn't play well anywhere. Um, promoters were kind of afraid of them. Um, and I guess if you're a UK cinema promoter, you, you're not going to sell that a movie like that into many theatres. Well, the the reason I remember him in that movie is he showed a range of emotions and constraint because that's what Jackie Robinson yeah. was known for. But I remember watching him in that role and I didn't really follow up on who he was. I didn't even realize he was the same actor when he got the Black Panther all took a couple years later. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the yeah. guy. Um, I remember his eyes conveyed so much in that movie that I think that's one of the things that actors have a hard time conveying. It's in their eyes. Yeah. The really great actors, you believe the character because their eyes are acting. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. And he was, it's, he was it's exceptional a, it's a whole. That. Yeah, it's the whole performance. It's 
Rick, you're right. It does kind of differentiate great actors from, you know, regular actors is that if it, if it gets the eyes, that means they're really committed into the role. They are inhabiting the yes. role. Whereas very often, you know, many actors, you can see that they're going, you know, they're thinking, right, now I've got to go here, now I've got to say this, now I've got to do that. Um, and um, and I think that is the big difference. Those are the things that win you Oscars. Yes, exactly. Um, Those are the ones yeah. that people yeah. gravitate towards. You know, some of the, the yeah. really... Some people, I think got roles and their acting ability itself was good, but I never bought them in the role a hundred percent because of the eyes. Yeah. Marlon Brando for yeah. me would be a good one. His eyes were always mm-hmm. kind of deadish looking to me. So I never really bought him in, 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 in roles. Whereas someone with like Mar- Julia Roberts. With Marlon Brando. Well. Yeah. With Marlon Brando. One of the reasons for that is he would never learn any of his lines. So he was always reading them off a cue yes. card, um, which presumably makes it quite difficult to act through the eyes. Yeah. Julia Roberts was one though, that, when she's in a role, when she's happy, her eyes showed it so well. Or when she's sad, and um, Pretty Woman was a, a prime example of that. You watch her in that movie, and and she's acting through her eyes. Same thing with, yeah. you know, the, the great ones out there. Dustin Hoffman's a, a prime example. Um, it, it's sad though that when we lose someone that I think, look, we're going through a lot in, as far as. Um, race relations right now here in the u.s and the uk and when someone that uplifts a whole community the way he did and through his roles it's uh it's a sad thing and from a purely selfish standpoint i love to watch the guy act if he was in something i was probably going to watch it because i really like the guy yeah he was in a movie um i think it ended up coming out on netflix um 21 bridges Yeah, which is not a great movie by a, a great by a long stretch, but he's really good in it. He's the lead. He carries the movie, and um, you know, the plot itself is not. It can't. It's kind of all over the place. He was magnetic in the yeah. movie. Well, let's get into uh, yeah. more positive things. Yeah, because we can't spend the whole time lamenting the loss of someone. Um, DC, right before we recorded, <laughs> uh, tech fan last week. Came out with their whole, um, what was it, DC University? Fan, was it the Fandome? Yeah, something like it, that. Something like that, yeah. But basically, it's like, it's like an update on all everything they're doing in in superhero stuff. And one of the big news, honestly, was that the DC Universe content is all migrating to HBO Max. Um, you know, it's the same company, but they had these two competing platforms, and I think that this is a very smart move on their part because HBO Max is a ton, a ton of positive press behind it. Uh, people are signing up for it, and people who already are HBO subscribers get it. And so instead of competing with themselves, why not just move everything over to the more popular platform? And well, I, I think yeah, that's I smart. had no idea DC Universe existed. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, this is kind of, I mean. Part of the problem for us outside of the U.S. is that actually you can, you to get this content you have to go all over the place, mm-hmm. um, which is not helpful. Um, it's you have, it's almost to the point you have to kind of come across it somewhere. I mentioned to you just before we started recording that my wife was watching Star Girl the other yeah. day, which um, you know is not is not not your sort of thing. It's a CW show. I I I can bear the CW shows probably maybe a little bit more than you do. I used to like them more. I'm just done with them. It's just uh, yeah, too much angst all the time. I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. that's 
have something. Yeah, and better. and that's part of the attraction for for this particular show, I believe, as well, because it's like a teenage girl type thing. But Leanne really enjoyed it. Um, but she just, uh, I think it was on Amazon Prime. It turned up there, and um, I I was aware of the show. I'd heard good things about it, but I had no idea whether it was available over here or not. So, you know, it just goes to show. There you go. If you, if it's kind of all over the place, then you're not going to find it. Yeah, especially if it's buried in a, a service that. A lot of people don't even know exist. Even here in the U.S., a lot of people didn't know about DC Universe. Um, and it was kind of a catch-all. It wasn't just a video thing. It was also comic books that you could read online. So I don't I don't right. know if the comic books are migrating over or or what. I mean, there's been huge shakeups in Warner Media, and there was huge shakeups at DC Comics themselves. They canceled a whole bunch of comic books and um, kind of retooling a lot of stuff. Laid a whole people off, a lot of people off as well. They did. They also broke uh, away from Diamond Distributors, which was the company that comic book shops used to get their comic books. And a lot of people were mad about that. I, I'm indifferent, to be honest. Um, I think the, the physical comic books industry is in big time trouble. DC has gone to this D, uh, digital first thing that they're publishing digitally first and then later in in print and i got a feeling that the entire industry is going to go that route uh that doesn't bode well for comic book collectors but you nope. know if you're just like me where you just want to consume the content themselves and you don't you don't give a crap anymore about the the storing and bagging and boarding these books and keeping them in order and ugh, i don't, I don't want to do that crap anymore um yeah but you know what i kind of get you i get what you understand there but but it's not actually much better on digital uh for a start you've got this whole business where um you know you've got to subscribe to these services and if you stop subscribing your whole collection might go away uh and secondly actually organizing digital media especially stuff like comics where, where they can be organized so many different ways um the tools that you get in the online services are not great for that. No, they it really isn't. Aren't. But it's a still a lot cheaper than buying physical comics. A whole yeah. lot cheaper. Yeah. What? The the but the the other side of it is that I I really you know I I like to read comics, but I still find on pretty much any device I've ever used the the electronic reading experience just lacks something for me. Mm, I don't you know. know. I've been like using. To, I've been reading digital comics on my iPad for many years now, and I will never go back. It's it's. By far, especially big collections and stuff like that, it's by far superior. It's there's no, it, it, oh, the, it's so yeah, much I don't, I don't disagree with that. Maybe again, it's the it's the way the tools work. But I just find when I right, maybe it's maybe it's the way, way I read a comic book. But you know, I like to see like a two page layout because very often, particularly the older books, they're designed to be viewed as a two-page layout and then you work your way through the layout do you know what i mean there's a I do. an initial impact and then and then you go through each um each box and you kind of see the details in there and the other thing as well is it's it's very easy if you're kind of if you're going through a book and you suddenly see something that maybe you want to refer back to a few panels back um it's it's easy to do that on the page because it's right there on the page you can just go oh yeah okay i missed missed that that was going on the background or what have you whereas with the um reading it digitally unless you've got a really big screen and you can see the whole page in one go you tend to be going panel by panel and then you have to start flicking back it's just not as, not as good for me but you know it's the way of the future so there you go what are you going to do i had someone saw you on twitter um i heard you're talking about dc this week well he, he said next week um 
uh, not easy to do from Marvel fanboys. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's a little unfair. I I love the DC characters. Now I like the yeah. Marvel characters more because I think they've done a better job in the last twenty five years in both comics and movies. But I don't think there's any DC comics, or at least DC heroes, are way more iconic than Marvel heroes have been traditionally. Although I think that has changed yeah. now. I think Captain well, America changed. now in the in the general younger generation is more popular and more known than Superman is. But that's that's only because of the movies. Well, of course. That's, yeah, that's but but that is the point. It's yes, the, it's the it's, movies that yeah. have done that. Remember when when Iron Man first came right. out, we all went Iron Man. It's kind of a bit of a of a B, B string hero. I did. You know, I always liked it, Iron Man. No, no, but a lot of, in in a lot of people's minds are you know apart from apart from the biggest Marvel properties, you know, like um, Spider Man and the Hulk uh, and those sort of things. People often weren't as familiar with the with the Marvel. Uh, characters as they were with the That's D- right. DC was it if you go if you go name a superhero everyone's going to go Superman Batman Batman yeah. <laughs> you know those are the biggies right. and um, you know and DC uh, I, Warner Brothers in general has done a really piss poor job for many oh, years yeah, absolutely. but then again oh, it, they, it, the first it, Superman movie was awesome so was the second one it went downhill from there the the first how, Batman, how long has Warner how how long has Warner owned DC though? um I'm gonna say fifteen years. Right, yeah. So, so the you know the first Batman movie and the first Superman. Oh yeah, that movie wasn't way, Warner. Way beyond, way beyond Warner right. came before Warner came yeah. along. Um, but let, let's talk about more recent then. You know, I thought the first movie, Man of Steel, while it had some problems, was really good. I really, really like it. And it went downhill yep. with the character since they didn't know what to do with Superman. It was obvious they tried to. They they had a really good start, and then they just we, we got to catch up with the Avengers. That's all they did, and it yeah. was bad. Um, but that doesn't take away that that movie is really good. It has some flaws. Paul Kent's character is an example. I just never bought, um, you mm. know, you got to hide from the whole world. And eh, I didn't, I didn't like that. I'm going to, I'm going to sacrifice myself. I'm going to die. So people don't know you have superpowers. Eh. Um, so I, I, I had some problems with it, but remember the movie that from DC that came right before that was the Batman trilogy. And that was brilliant. I mean, well, the yeah, third one is okay, and the first one is pretty good, but the second one with the Joker is yeah. a whole. But is that just because of the Joker? Is it because of? Uh, I, I think I think the whole trilogy stands up because of Christopher Nolan. Frankly, um, I don't. The only thing that Warner Brothers did there that made that series a success was they didn't mess with it. They let him get on with it, and that's that's really part of the problem with everything to do with what. Warner have been doing with the DC property certainly in the last 15 years is, is there's been far too much studio intervention um the you know your typical studio execs who think they know what they're doing and uh, and always have a a view not necessarily to the movie or the story or the characters they're thinking about the marketing and they're thinking about the spin-offs and they're thinking about the universe I think that was um, true and it's not and it, a few years ago I think they've got past that I mean look what they do with uh, Joker I, yeah Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. They, they, you know, they've learned from that, but they've they've spent an awful lot of money learning those mistakes. Despite the fact they'd had a studio that had already shown them how how it could be yeah. done, um, and and it's not. Let's face it, it's not just um, 
the DC properties they've done that with. There's the whole business with um, what was it called? The no, the well, yeah, Harry Potter to an extent. You know, oh, revisiting massively! The I what the first yeah. seven movies were great, and now yeah, I think that yeah. the last two have been garbage. Both of them, they're terrible movies. And then, uh, and then, and then, what what was attempted with the? Uh, I don't. Know, does this come out of Warner? Is this? Or is it, no, this will be Universal. But it's the same sort of thing. The Universal horror movie franchise well, trying to set up a shared universe. And, yeah, but that's because they were so bad that the whole they actually they're not that bad. <sighs> they're not that bad. What 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 were the movies? There was um, the Tom Cruise Mummy movie, right? And that wasn't bad. I thought that was kind um, of entertaining. It was entertaining. It wasn't very good though. It was entertaining, but it wasn't brilliant, and it really didn't. Well, it's a monster movie. I, I, I mean, yeah, I know. For what it was, I yeah, thought that, I, that was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I, yeah, I would the, watch the, it the again. The problem the the problem is is that is that Tom Cruise was terrible in it actually. He really was terrible. He just wasn't acting. He he turned up for the paycheck, um, and and secondly, it really was a rehash of the, all the other mummy movies we've seen before. Well, um, which okay. which is well, I, I don't I don't think that's a that's a powerful premise if you start trying to set up a new universe. You know, what more? a Russell Crowe in it was quite awful as well. Yeah, Russell Crowe was bad in it. Um, there, yeah, I, I'll give you that one. But <laughs> as a whole, though, the movie was pretty enjoyable um who's doing the godzilla and all that stuff is that warner as well uh i don't i it's, i know it's legendary pictures but i don't know who the owning studio is yeah. uh, but that's another one as well which started with a, the first godzilla movie was really really good yeah? yeah um and then it just completely went off the rails well you know, we re- say it's really really like, good like, but there was some flaws the whole look oh, well, no, there was some fight. flaws but it's stupid yeah, no, yeah, but but that was part of the problem. Is that was the stuff that was put in for the world building, and it and it was it was awful, and it just got worse and worse. The more of that they inserted into the franchise. Yeah, and the first King Kong um, movie was good, of the reboot. Yeah, of the reboot. Yeah, but again, that's they they also had very little of the world building stuff in there. You you wait until you see the next one. I'm sure it's going to be terrible. Well, the next one's Godzilla, Godzilla versus Godzilla King Kong. Versus King Kong, and I'm sure it'll be awful because it'll be all be full of the, all that mumbo jumbo world crap again you you know you've got to tie them together it's just it's just unnecessary really it's just unnecessary you know if if you want if you want a world where godzilla and king kong exist in the same world fine but you don't need to actually like just kind of keep signposting it people will figure it out when they see the two things fighting each other which um you know again is going to, to me is a problem king have you ever noticed with king kong that he seems to change size a lot yeah even in the same movie yeah one minute, one minute he'll be as big as a mountain. The next minute he'll be about 40, 50 feet tall, yeah. depending on what he's doing. And um, and I, <laughs> I just my when I first heard about Godzilla versus King Kong, I thought, well, Godzilla's just going to step, step on, on him, him because King Kong's tiny yeah. prepared. Godzilla was <laughs> stepping on buildings for God's sakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a dumb so, premise. Uh, you know, yeah, you kind of imagine that King Kong is going to be like climbing up his back, kind of banging on him as he's climbing and. Godzilla's going to be trying to get him off. Well, Godzilla just breathes fire and it's done. I mean, oh, you're on fire now and you're covered in fur. So <laughs> I guess that was pretty quick, wasn't it? Finally. Unless it's King Kong. There's like that's, 500 that's, of the King Kongs. Okay, then, yeah, exactly. then maybe. Just for an added frisson of damage, that's radioactive fire. Yeah. Just, just so you know. 
Maybe the radiation will make King Kong grow. Yeah. Well, didn't they give King Kong electrical powers back in the lame 70s crossover? Well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it was I, so bad. I, the, you know. The, but again, the, the reason that those individual movies... You go back and look at all the Godzilla movies. The reason they all work as movies is they're all kind of treated as standalone. Because, you know, no matter how silly they got... And let, the, the oh, Japanese did some awful. really, really silly ones with aliens and this, that and the other end. They kind of worked because they just basically treated Godzilla as, as a standalone thing. They didn't worry about continuity. Um, and in some respects, I think that's part of the problem here. Everyone kind of needs a little bit let go. I was wondering, going back to what we're talking about, one of the reasons that Joker worked like it did is they just didn't worry about continuity. Right. Is this the real Joker? Is that what's happening to Batman and everything? They just threw it all out the window and said, well, let's just focus on this character and do it this way. And um, I think... Well, did they, though? Because they have yeah. Bruce Wayne in it. They have Thomas Wayne, and he's... Yeah, no, yeah, but no, but they didn't, they didn't try and shoehorn it into any other movie's continuity. Um, and and I, I think it was the better for that, and they, they kind of worried less about it. And one of the things I hope with this new Batman movie that's coming out is they'll do the exactly the same thing, well, which is... Well, let's talk you know, about the trailers. Just, um, yeah. The new Batman movie, or as we call it, Emo Batman. Um, <laughs> yeah. Reactions have been pretty I, positive to, so yeah. far. Number one, I hated the, yeah. their use of a Nirvana song. Um, yeah. It, it was... That was the wrong song for that trailer. That trailer yeah. needed some heavy metal or something, you know? Not Nirvana. It just... Uh, number one, don't use Nirvana's music. It wasn't made for yeah. your freaking movie. Don't Just don't do it. And well, then they yeah, changed the pitch uh, of it. It was just awful. I, I, I'm prepared to cut them a little bit of slack and then maybe address some of what I suggested. What I, what I think are some of your upcoming comments about this as well is the fact, do remember that this movie was, is only like 25% done. So, you know, I, I it, the whole trailer, I thought, kind of had a little bit of, oh, somebody asked them to do it and they said, right, okay, we've got to, we've got to slap something together with what we've got. Yeah. And obviously that is limiting. Uh, and perhaps they have not, well, I would imagine at 25% they have not got the movie score yet or anything like that. And so they had to find a, a song to slap on it, um, it, which is, yeah, which was unfortunate, really. But The action you know. that they showed in the movie and the darkness of the movie and the fakeness of the backgrounds, that's what jumped out to me, how fake everything looked in the movie. It didn't feel like a real city. It felt like sound stages. And, well, and, they, they've, and in that regard, it reminds me of the first Batman movie. They've um, they've shot a lot of a lot of the scenes they've already shot. They've shot here in England in Liverpool, and I I understand that what they're planning to do is that uh, Liverpool has the architecture they're looking for, but then they're going to replace all the backgrounds with something that looks more like Gotham City because they want something that doesn't look like an American city. They want to create their own thing. Um, and again, if that all if all the backgrounds are going to be CGI, then they're probably not done yet. So again, they've had to rope some stuff in. I mean, I've got to admit, the whole look of the film, the color grading, everything kind of looked off. Yeah, uh, it didn't look good. Um, and uh, I really hope it doesn't come out looking like that. Otherwise, it's going to look like it's been shot in a subway. The whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's too dark and dreary. You know, and yeah, I want to see my Batman. I like the fact that the police call Batman in. Uh, yeah. I like the guy who plays Gordon. He's he's a really good actor. 
Um, yep. What's his name? I was um, Colin Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey. Somebody. He was the guy who played um, the designer in Westworld. Yeah. yeah, I like him as an actor. I, I'll buy him as Gordon a hundred percent, and not and oh, not yeah. just because of the mustache. Um, what's his name? Uh, he's playing the penguin in this movie. Oh, Colin yeah. Farrell, who looks in this, he looks nothing like looks Colin Farrell. Looks nothing like I mean, him. He's got so much if you makeup hadn't, on. Yeah, if you hadn't told me, I there's no way I would have picked him out as the mm. actor. Though it's good because he does look like a young penguin, in that you can see how the penguins are going to come through. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty well done. Yeah, um, Catwoman. I mean, I, they didn't I, really. I mean, they show her, but they're I. I don't care. I feel like yeah. I feel like oh man, they're just going to start. Th- Okay, the penguins in here, the Batman, Catwoman, the Riddler. Riddler sounds like he's the main bad guy, but then you got these guys that are dressed up like Joker, and I'm like, oh, really? You're just going to throw everything all at once. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I am, because this is my hope. I really want to watch this movie, and I really want to like it. But we just came off of um ben affleck as batman and i know some people have problems with ben affleck as batman but i'll be honest with you i really liked him as batman i totally bought yeah. him as batman as as an older batman that's gone through the ringer that's seen some things um yeah you know he's somewhat jaded but you can see him coming back as who batman should be in justice league and even more so in the snyder cut from what they showed uh, which is our next yeah. topic. Um, I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting to see anything from the Snyder Cut. Um, it's going to be four one-hour episodes, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, he started this new DC universe with Superman. Uh, I have problem with Snyder. I also had a problem yeah. with this trailer that he he cut it and using music that he did in Watchmen's uh, trailer. I'm like, yeah, come on, man. It's time for a l- I get you really like the song, but a little originality goes a long way. Um, yeah. But that being said, well, it felt you know, like this, a different well, this movie. This is, well, this is the double-edged sword, right? We, we or anybody who saw Justice League thought it was pretty bad. Um, and again, it really suffered. For, I'm, you know, I've been hearing recently that the... The fact that his daughter committed suicide and he had to take a leave of absence was used as an excuse by the studio to get rid of him because they didn't like the movie. Um, and that's why they allowed Joss Whedon to do so many reshoots and basically re, re and rewrite and redefine the film. Yeah, he tried yeah. to do another... Because um, remember, Joss Whedon did the first Avengers. Yeah, well, he did the first two. Yeah. Um, you know, and the second one apparently broke him. Uh, and the second one wasn't anywhere near as good as the first no. one. But, um, yeah, so so the movie Justice League was a mess. Um, and it was a mess because, it again, it had too many hands and, it, and there were areas where they hadn't been able to do what apparently they wanted to do in terms of taking it, taking the thing forward. And then it would have been edited down again. And we're now hearing things that it was a really un, unhappy set and that people didn't like working there and felt demeaned and that sort of thing. Um, so, Which is why some people no, say that uh, um, Ben Affleck quit Batman because of that, his experience in that yeah, movie. Yeah, well... It, it, it could well be. I can't imagine it's... it's So Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg, said that um, he felt 
bullied on set, that he was not taken seriously, that his role was massively cut down from the original. Um, he was apparently meant to be originally the heart of the movie and they didn't do that. And um, he was threatened and his career was threatened as a result. He's basically really trashed the environment. I can imagine somebody like Ben Affleck going, you know, what? I don't need to put up with this. Yeah. You know, we're seeing people treated like this. Um, so that is that now. But the problem is that you've got a double edged sword. They've given Snyder money to turn the film into his vision of the film, which is great because it will be his vision of the film. The downside of that, it will be Zack Snyder's vision of the film. (laughs) You know, Zack Snyder, when you kind of let him go and leave him uncontrolled. Yeah, the um, results are not very good usually. Yeah, things things can go wrong. So this is going to be an interesting experiment, but I don't expect it to be... A successful one? You know, all of a sudden we... Well, I... It will be successful from Zack Snyder's point of view. It'll be his vision of the movie. Yeah. I don't I don't think we're gonna get well, I think we're gonna get something better than the original movie, but I don't think it's gonna be like, well, this was Oscar where they put it no, that way. I and I'm not expecting it to, but I will say that the extended cut footage that he showed it piqued my interest. I wanna watch it now. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm very wary of that because trailers do that. And well, yeah. how many times have we have we seen an awesome trailer and then the movie's absolutely stunk? Uh, Phantom Menace comes to mind. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is what I mean. It's very easy in a trailer to um, kind of pump it up and make you think it's going to be really well, good, what, and then you're profoundly disappointed with the result. Yeah, but that's the job of the trailer is to pump you up for the movie. I mean, yeah, I really but, want to see yeah. uh, the new Bill and Ted movie. It just came out on video on demand. I'm, yeah. I'm hitting my data cap again this month, so I'm waiting until, uh, well, after Monday. Um, you like, really are like a third world country over there. Are. Um, well, the problem is, well, number one, I downloaded another great big giant image at the beginning of the month. That didn't help. But the kids are in school now, but it's remote learning, and it's all video. Yeah. So anyways, um, I, you know, they showed dark side, and... I was mm. less than impressed to see Dark Side. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah. they did show a lot of footage that I haven't seen before. So there was a lot of stuff, I think, that he shot that you've never seen. Um, yeah. I, I heard rumors that they did some reshoots, and they got a lot of the cast back to do those reshoots. Yeah, I, I heard I heard they've spent nearly thirty million dollars on reshoots, yep. which is a lot That's of money. That's a lot of money for So which one is continuity? Which one is the one that you say this is the actual movie? Oh, well, I don't know. I think it's um so like sometimes you, you, you get this with movies where you you know, look at how many times um uh what what's it called Blade Runner has been redone and there is about five different versions out there and each each group of fans say this is a definitive one. Yeah, but it doesn't say change things necessarily the way that this movie is going to... Ch- it, this is changing the entire movie. Well, yeah. I, you know what? It doesn't... In some respects, it doesn't really matter doesn't. because, you know, the universe is dead. Well, no. So, let's uh, let's talk about the Flash panel then. So in the Flash panel, and I didn't watch it, but I read uh, extensively about it. Um everything moving forward for from dc is really a is is the springboard and the connecting is all with flashpoint and that's the next flash movie this is the one that's going to bring 
all of these different DC characters under one umbrella, the multiverse, that they all mm. exist. Just remember that when Yoda said that this is the one who will bring balance to the Force, that didn't work out didn't so well. Didn't work out so well. Yeah, the, 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 difficult, the difficulty is, look, Flashpoint is a classic Flash yeah. storyline. And they've done it um, They've done it too many times at They this did point. it. Well, that's the that's part of the problem. Um, you know, it's just, it's like Batman origin stories. It's just, we've seen too many of them. They're starting to meld together. They did it, they did it quite comprehensively on the TV no, show. No, not really. Um, they, they, they did it where they brought a lot of the TV properties together and the one shot of the Flash from the movies, but that was it. What they didn't do yeah. was really bring it all together and i think they're going to with this movie and this mm. movie i think is going to connect with the flash tv show so they're going to bring all yeah. of these characters under one umbrella i.e well, you could yeah batman's is we already know michael keaton is going to be in the movie and i've heard michael he's got keaton, an extensive role yeah and ben affleck's in it yeah, as well i think that's um, fantastic well, yeah, it is, but it's also I, I I think what really got Warner Brothers excited about this was an opportunity to wipe the slate clean with the universe stuff Good. without having to do reboots. Yeah. Which, yeah, you know what? I think a lot of the, and I've had this conversation with you before when when they were talking about doing the same with Star Wars, some sort of retroactive thing where they they kind I'm of made it all it. a dream, or you know, well, I'm not because the the audience doesn't care. We do. The I audience, care. I think no, a lot more no, people yeah. care than you think do, you are, especially I, you with Star what? Wars. When you, when, you're, when, you want, when you want a billion dollar of bums on seats, yeah, we, even whether we, we ever get back to that now, you can't, you, you, the, the people who care about continuity and universes, yeah, are a tiny fraction of that number. Most people go along and they just say, I want to be entertained. I don't want to have to bend my head with universes and dimensions and all of that sort of thing um i think i think it's a i think it's a difficult concept and also i think it's now becoming so overused we've we've seen it so many times now we've seen it with uh, the, the star trek uh, star trek franchise did exactly the same thing so they could they could explain why um the starship enterprise looks like an apple store now um you know, it's just been used over and over again to kind of say, all right, well, we're, 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 well this is how we're going to set things right now. And I think a lot of people aren't bothered. I think they could dispense with a lot of it. I think they could have done a standalone Flash movie. Um, you know, fine if you want to bring in the other Batmans and that sort of thing, but the, there's no need to connect it to everything else. You know, nobody. Uh, there's an awful lot of people who go and see The Flash in the theatres who have no idea or only vaguely aware that it's on TV. And they won't expect them to be joined together. Why should they be joined together? I think a lot of people have seen you know? that Flash show. A lot of people. Well, I'm sure a lot. I'm sure a lot of people have. But then there's a, there's a whole load of people who haven't. It's, I mean, again, outside the US, yeah, it's not on TV. I can't watch it here. I'd have to go and find it if I wanted to watch it. I can't watch it all seven seasons. It's on or anything now. I can't understand who the characters are unless I go and find it. And most people don't bother. The, you know, and and these these films, if you want them to break this billion magic billion dollar mark, they've got to sell around the world. And I think the problem is, is that so many of these studio execs and people who have these ideas, and even the writers and the directors and everything, and they live in the Hollywood bubble where these things are hugely important. But you know what? Outside of that, 
they're not as important. And they look at Marvel and they go, well, Marvel did it. He said, Marvel did it very, very subtly. Mm -hmm. They did not bang it in your face. I mean, most of the time with their standalone movies, the connecting tissue was the thing at the end of the credits. And maybe a couple of lines and a couple of characters inside the movie. Certainly when they were starting out, yes, of course, once we get to, um, you know, Avengers Infinity War and everything like that, it's completely in your face because they're mixing characters from different movies. But again, it wasn't dependent on having seen or known. You know, when you saw Black Panther in in, um, Infinity War, you didn't need to have seen this movie. You didn't need to have seen Civil War to understand who he was. They kind of brought it in quite naturally. And the problem with these, uh, with the DC side is they feel they can't do that. They feel they've got to... You don't know what they're going to do with Flashpoint. Maybe that's exactly what they're doing. Well, I'm just going on track record. Track record so far is they've been terrible at it. So, you know, I'm looking forward to Flashpoint, to uh, the Flash movie. You know, I'm I'm looking because going back to what we were saying at the beginning, these DC characters, yeah, they deserve a lot better than they've been getting for a long right. time. And Flash has never yeah, had a movie. Des- That's surprising to no. me. Yeah, I mean, but he's even, he's a know, perfect character, um, to yeah. to do a movie on, and to build two or three movies. Uh, I I think his char- his his bad guys are some of the weakest. I'm tired of. Yeah. With Flash, it's always he is another speedster he's fighting, and then eh, that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Gorilla Grog, you're right. You're honestly right. That's always struck me as very, very odd. Yeah. Is the fact that you know he is the fastest man alive, except for the other guy who comes to fight yeah. him, and then they're all they're all like you 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 think well, and they've all got the same power. So, you know, that's kind of dull. There was a... Yeah, oh, uh, was this one's faster than that one. There was, a, there was a comic book Peter David wrote in X Factor back mm-hmm. in the day, uh, 90s, that yeah. always... Because you know who Quicksilver is. He was in the Avengers movie. Yeah. But he was always an ass in the comics. You know, right. he always came across... He was the son of Magneto. He's kind of a... He's kind of a dick. He's a, he yeah. he ends up doing the right thing, but you almost don't care because he's just a dick. And everybody always wrote him that way. And Peter yeah. David addressed it. And I think I talked about this on uh, a tech fan in the past. Um, why is he such a dick? And it's because it's just not that he's fast. It's that everything around him is slow because he is so fast in his thought process and his body, everything is fast. So when he's having a normal conversation, he already knows where this conversation is going, but he has to sit there and wait for people to get done talking. Right. For it to play. Yeah. You know, in the whole, everything is like that for him. Just driving across town with his teammates is so boring because it's so moving it's, slow it's like it's like trying to watch youtube but you can't skip the adverts and the adverts go on for 45 minutes before you can watch the five minute video yeah but, it's going to make you irritable yeah yeah now flash is the opposite of that flash is always happy-go-lucky but i think that flash's speed is different than quicksilver's speed i think quicksilver everything is fast his thought process everything and then yeah. with flash he goes into the flash mode. Yeah, that's well. That that's right because Quicksilver is a mutant, so it is part it's of who him. he is. It, it it's who he is. Whereas the Flash received his powers, and he, yeah, you're right. He's like well, I mean, the, the way it's played is very much like that. He turns it on, the lightning comes, and all of a sudden he's moving at super speed. 
you know. There, there was uh, a, and then when he turns it off, he's right. Not. And there was a um, limited series of Quicksilver that I read, where I think he he his speed has even increased everything. Everything's basically stops moving and is kind of grayish looking. And right. his best friend is a turtle. He takes his turtle with him everywhere. Um, and right. the story was probably two issues longer than it needed to be, but it fleshed out his character that he really does need these other people in his life, even though they're yeah. slow and they're annoying, but they're, at least they're moving. And yeah. you know, I think that's an interesting character Marvel would do well to do something with. And they've had two decent iterations with him. I would... I would argue that the one in X-Men was even more interesting than the one in Avengers. Um, unfortunately, they, they, you know, those characters are gone. They killed the Avengers one. Um, yeah, no, the, uh, the, yeah, the, the, well, they, they invented that incredible um, technique, didn't they? Where effectively he runs around a room, everything's in slow motion yep. and he, and he tweaks everything up. The problem is, is having invented it once, they've, used it twice more and each time you see the scene you go all right well yeah we've seen this kind of before now yeah we kind of know how it works it's it's dull the second time around the first time you saw it it was amazing in that um in uh what's well, the days of days of future past where where basically um magneto is about to get shot with a plastic bullet and he just runs around the room and kind of deals with all the guards in one go um it was incredible but then after that every time they've shown it it's just like please mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, don't spend the budget on this scene again. Let's do yeah, something different. Yeah, we've seen different. this already. Yeah, but um, but of course, I mean, it's all all of that's all been wiped away now because it's all under Disney. It's all going to get rebooted. But I think that's um, an interesting character, and I think you could, I think yeah. you should play him as an arrogant prick. Whereas yeah. Barry is the opposite. Barry has always been the heart of the DC universe. You know, Superman has always been the ideal of the DC universe and Batman has always been the nitty gritty and, and yeah. wonder woman. I don't know where does wonder woman fit? I think she is also well, the ideal, but yeah. Wonder woman really needs, well, in modern times she needs redoing in the comics because she's always been second fiddle, despite the fact that she's effectively yeah, her comics the are really bad. Yeah, the female she's the female equivalent of Superman, right. and yet she's always subservient to Superman, and of course that reflects the mindset of the people writing. I, I think the movie's you know? got it right that her, the best Wonder Woman is the fish out of water. They did that too in yeah. in the seventies TV series. She was very good yeah. at the fish out of water. I think that is the direction that they should take. It's too late at this point, unless DC and Warner, by extension, really does reboot everything yet again in the DC comics. But I think she works best as a fish out of water, and that moves us to um, the next trailer, which is Wonder Woman 1984. And I gotta be mm-hmm. honest with you, this is the one that I want to see more than any of the others. It looks yeah. fantastic, and I gotta be honest with you, Chris Pine is so good in the trailers. He yeah. was so good in the first Wonder Woman movie. He's the everyday guy um, that is that is completely overshadowed by this super powerful woman right there. Uh, but she yeah. is also unique. He is her eyes to the world. And now the opposite is going to happen. Because remember, that movie was what? World War One, The first. Yeah. And so this but, is the 80s. So it's been 40 years. Steve Trevor looks exactly the same. Uh, yeah. I mean, longer than that. 70 years. But um, uh, the point is, is what I like about the yeah, way. Right. And it, this is because of the years. combination of. 
yeah, the combination of the writer, the director, and and the team they have on Wonder Woman is that even in the first one, he 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 me very rapidly accepts her as as an equal, you know. Um, even though she's the fish out of water, and even though he's the guy who knows what's going on, yeah, he 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 very quickly realizes that he's not going to kind of over dominate this woman. In fact, quite the other way around, and he's just completely relaxed about that. It's just a non-issue. Yep. Um, and that is, I think, is 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 really important. And and obviously, I, I'm sure he'll do very much more of the same in this. Well, one, he's however the they fish bring out him of forward water in now. time. Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't and, think and he's brought forward is, in time, by the way. Uh, well, I, I, who knows? Well, uh, if you look at the trailer, comic book trick. The the guy, the main bad guy, um, isn't Cheetah, although she's in it. Although I and I was really impressed with uh, the actress playing that because she's usually in these very yeah. comedic roles. She was okay in Ghostbusters, but she, I, I kind of buy her as this. I, I don't know. She looked really good in the movie. Yeah, she's she's playing she's playing effectively the I mean almost literally the Catwoman character the 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 one who's never been appreciated yeah. and suddenly has powers uh, thrust upon her and kind of doesn't handle it very well. well. The guy who I is, is he the president or did he just take over the White House? Because he's saying in the trailer that I'm going to make all your dreams come true. Well, yeah. what's Wonder Woman's dream? Steve Trevor. Yeah. So he brings him back somehow, moves him through time. I don't know. But however they do it, that's how he's there. So that works for yeah. me. Uh, and remember, that's the guy who plays Mandalorian, the bad guy in this movie yeah. with a really bad wig. Yep. It looks so good, dude. It's It just it yeah. drips the 80s. It just does. Yeah, it does. I, he, uh, he, never does uh, he never does well with headgear, does he? No. <laughs> It's either covering his face or it's a bad hair. Uh, I, no, I mean they've they've definitely nailed the kind of the the vibe, the feel of the eighties, the vibe of it. Yeah, in this, um, it looks really, really good. And the last one was really, really good. So we, you know, you got high hopes for this I, one. Really. I've got I've got um, exceptionally high hopes, and just the trailers kind of tell me that I'm going to dig it. I, I this is yep. if if I could watch any of these movies right now, including the next one we'll talk about. Wonder Woman would be number one. I would watch that. No question. That would be the first one because it just looks so good. The writing looks sharp. The action sequences look good. Um, even the, the Amazon Olympics thing that's going on, which I'm like, at first yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't really want to visit that place again. It's just kind of boring to me, but it, it looks good. Um, but that yeah. brings us to suicide squad. Now, Anybody who follows DC and Marvel Universe movie stuff knows that James Gunn, for what, like a year, was fired from Marvel. And yeah. that really put into question the next Guardians of the Galaxy because a couple of the actors, including uh, Dave Ballista, who plays, um, what's his face? Drax the Destroyer. Uh, Drax the said Destroyer. He's not doing another movie unless James Gunn is there. I mean, he put his yeah. foot down. He's like, I'm not doing it. Um, yeah. And so during that period where he was gone from Marvel, DC wisely snapped him up to do a new Suicide Squad. And I don't yeah. want to say they're rebooting the Suicide Squad because they're using some of the main characters. Um, but they uh, kind of it are is rebooting it. And it looks it's, really it's, good. It's basically, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's a reboot in that and I don't think they're going to acknowledge much of what happened previously. Well, I think they um, might a little bit because, you know, Boomerang's there, although 
um, Amanda Waller is there. Uh, Captain Flag or Flag or whatever, Colonel Flag, he's there. And so is, uh, um, what's her face? Harley Quinn. Yeah, Harley Quinn's there. So, yeah. So, yeah, but they could, I suspect what they're going to do is they're going to do that thing where they just basically don't talk about the fact that something similar happened before. I think it's good because there's a whole lot of new characters in the squad. Yep. Um, and it's just going to be, you know, they'll start in prison. That's the way it's going to go. They'll start in prison. Waller will come to them and say, now you're going to do this for me. Um, you've got bombs in your necks. Off you go. That's, and I'm okay with that. You know, that's fine with me. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of the concept of Suicide Squad anyway. Yes. Um, I think a lot it, of those gonna characters in, are going to die. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Last, I mean, last time it, it was, you know, part, parts of it were very good and parts of it were awful. I, I think this overall it was looks, awful, but once yeah. they the, got away from the prison scenes were great recruiting them that was great. Yeah. Before, after the helicopter crashes and before they hit the bad guy, that part was good. Yeah, but yeah. the rest and of basically, it was basically as, as soon as it went into the magical mystical yep, stuff, it, was, it kind of got a bit. It was just bad. You know, this doesn't look like it's doing no. any of that because effectively it looks like a war yep. movie. Well, the no, director, they said this is a, like a 70s war movie, which I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's and it, interesting. Yeah, it does. It looks like Platoon or China Beach or something like that. You know, it's kind of got that vibe to it. They're in the jungle. There's explosions everywhere. You could know. be good. Uh, it, it could be. Well, James Gunn has got a lot of, uh, carries a lot of credibility with me, um, particularly for this sort of property. So, Well, did you, you watch the trailer for the video game coming up? I did, yeah. And that... Uh, while it didn't have any um, gameplay scenes in it, it was basically just a big cutscene. It also looked pretty yeah, well, good. I thought that looked, um, to be honest, that actually looked better. You know, yeah. Suicide <laughs> like, Squad killed Justice yeah. League or Justice League something, or I, I can't yeah. remember exactly. Justice League, Justice League's gone evil. I think is what is 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 how you would sum. Well, this yeah, because they make um, they're they're basically slacking on a roof where they're getting orders to do stuff. They're like, yeah, we're on it. I'm cut off, and they're just sitting yeah. there. They don't care. Yeah. And then they finally do, and they go, okay, your primary target, you got to go. And then all of a sudden, Superman shows up, kills the thing that they're fighting, and it's yeah. clearly an evil Superman. Yeah, the, he, he's kind of got the look of, um, the, you know, the, the Homelander from The Boys. It's yes. just like, you know, it's Superman gone off his rocket. It looks like Injustice so, Superman. Um, yeah. So, it, it, that so, looked yeah, good. That, I was like, ooh. Now, yeah. Boomerang had powers where he was throwing his boomerang and then he would warp to where the boomerang was. I didn't understand how that worked, but I don't care. It looked cool. I liked it. The whole thing. And and that game that game is being done by the people who did the Arkham Knight yes, series. That's that's one of the reasons so, that and they I know they said this isn't gameplay video, but this is gonna be next generation. So yeah. I don't think it's too far away from what you're actually going to see because yeah, and and one of the great things about those games was the combat system were they had in that was phenomenal. Yeah. It you really felt like you, you had were a, a, you a had superhero a visceral fighter feel in it. when you're yeah. Batman and you're slamming a dude's head into the ground. Uh, and and in fact, the uh, the most recent one was the 2015 one, Arkham Knight, which I've just started playing. Actually, it actually has um, 
some DLC, the version I've got's got all the DLC in it. Uh, and there is a DLC where you get to go into a police station as Harley Quinn to try and get somebody out. And, you know, the way it plays, but they, they change the combat system so it feels more like Harley Quinn. It's very, very good. So I have very high hopes for uh, for the Suicide Squad game. Unfortunately, not out till 2022. That's so. all right. Take the time. Make it good. I, the video game, yeah. I don't really care about video games until I get a new Grand Theft Auto, to be honest. That's the one I've been waiting three yeah. years for. It's my favorite video games, play, whatever, of all time. Um, yeah. Are we missing any? Did we hit them all? Suicide Squad, think, Justice yeah, League, I think, Batman, Wonder Woman. Um, Snotty Cop. What? Snotty Cop, yeah. Uh, no, we got them all, I think. Was there anything? Uh, I can't think of anything we missed. So, Batman, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, Mine's right in the cautious middle. Cautious thumbs up. You know what? Yeah. So here's here's something I wanted to say. I think one of the problems with Batman is another Batman movie. Yep. You know, Batman to me feels like something that needs a bit of a rest. I agree. To be honest. Um, I would have said that about Joker know, it, too, but. Yeah. There's some, there's some people saying that this is in that universe. I'd be all right with that. Well, yeah, I guess. Wonder Woman, to be thumbs up, thumbs down. I, 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 oh, definitely thumbs, thumbs up. up 100%. On that. Justice League Snyder Cut, thumbs up, thumbs down. Mm, well, thumbs up just to see yeah, it. You I know, agree. I'm with you. Four, four hours. I would say all the way up. It, it looks good. <laughs> I, I, I'm excited like to see it. Let's in the mouth. Um, yeah. Suicide Squad, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, I think I'm going to go thumbs up yeah, with that one because James Gunn. Well, James Gunn and um, Nathan Fillion. I I, yeah. I I love that guy. He's one of my favorite people in the history of the universe. I love that guy. Yeah. You know, just the the roles he plays. He always plays himself. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, you know, he's in one of my favorite shows ever, and Firefly. Firefly. And that show doesn't exist without him. They can't even do another show without him. He's so good in the role. Um, I, you know, I've never asked you this. Did you? How did you? So. You big fan of Firefly, like yeah. I was. How did you like Serenity? The I loved movie? it. I thought it was great. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was a perfect send off. Um, and as well as if we want to start again, a, a perfect place for it. I was bummed out that they killed yeah. the pilot. I loved him. Yeah. Um, but no, thumbs up. I liked it. It, it okay. was really good. Not as good as the series, but I mean, it was a movie. But they answered a yeah. lot of the the pressing things that they left us with. I think the only thing that annoyed me about it is that they took what I thought was a whole universe and they reduced it to a planet system and it seemed very small. Um, I think they but did that simply that. because of time constraints more than anything. Yeah. And they knew this was it. They, they had to wrap up their yeah. everything because they're not going to get another shot. Um, no, I liked it. Um, okay. and, and I will, this is going to sound odd. John Cena is peacekeaker. Okay. <laughs> They asked him, you know, what, I what's think, his role? I think they, he I, said, a prick, a prick Captain America. And he's like, got it. I love that. <laughs> yeah, That's so I, you awesome. Know what? I think, 
you know, much like for many years, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson was underrated and is now the biggest. Yeah, star I, the I know where you're going. I, I think I think these these wrestling guys, a lot of them are really really good actors. Well, yeah, they've been acting and the whole wrestling career. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But that's the it kind of gets you know dumb. Everyone thinks it's kind of dumb and and stupid and fake and all this sort of thing. But these guys really know how to sell Absolutely. something, In and front that of a makes them crowd. great actors. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a theater background. Uh, I've seen I've seen a couple of these John Cena movies. You know where he does the comedy fish yeah. out of water roles, and he's really good yep. in those as well. He, uh, yeah. Do you know much about Peacemaker? Uh, not really. So, no. So my introduction, because he's he was around the DC universe for a while, um, and he was yeah, who cares? But he was in the original run um, towards the end of it of the Vigilante from the nineties, which is one of my favorites. Uh-huh. That was a an amazing series. They even bought uh, bought brought Batman in for a little bit. Completely believable too. But he was a judge whose family is murdered, and he becomes a vigilante. Pretty right. standard superhero yeah. stuff. But he loses his freaking mind towards the end. He he actually tries to quit a couple times, and different guys become the vigilante. But Adrian Chase right. stays in the picture and. He just loses his shit. He's just, he goes over the deep end. At the end of the series, I think it went 50 or 52 issues, uh, he commits suicide. He kills himself. But the peacemaker was this guy that would hunt terrorists and stuff. And when he killed the terrorists, their souls would go into his helmet and they would talk to him. At least that's what he said. And he was a prick Captain America. That's exactly who he was. He was... He was off his rocker nut job. Um, and what a great character to bring into Suicide Squad. And he looks just like he did in the comics. A stupid looking yeah. helmet thing, a big ass gun, a, a ridiculous outfit. Oh my God, I I really want to see this movie. I think it's going to be great. Um, and I want to, I, I don't know really what Nathan Fillion is doing. I mean, you better, they better not kill off Nathan Fillion silly. Like, but then again, they did that with um, Deadpool, where it was the invisible guy was, uh, uh, what's his name? The actor, um, big one, um, married to Angeline Jolene. Perfect. Yeah, he was, they show him for just a second as he gets electrocuted mm-hmm. when he parachutes. Um, you yeah. know, little things like that, I'm, I'm down for. Just do it, do it right. Yeah. And Jane's gun with the exception of the Russo brothers does a better large ensemble cast than almost anybody. The Russo brothers are, yeah. you, you can't touch them um, mm-hmm. for comic book people. He's the George, they are the George Perez of the movie biz. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm down for him. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be negative about the, the whole DC slate and what they showed. I think that it seems to me, and especially with the big shakeup going on there right now, they're on the right path. They're they're doing some stuff that's, I don't want to say innovative, but at least entertaining. Um, maybe they're going to try to get away from the dark stuff a little bit more. Although Batman is like Jesus Christ, here we go again. Um, I don't want the bang bang pow, you know, zoom Batman. But I think that Ben Affleck well, showed that yeah. Batman after everything we've seen of him works actually better in an ensemble cast than by himself. And, and can you answer me this movie industry? 
right? Apart from the really quite awful Joel Schumacher movies, right? Why do we always see Batman on his own? When in the comics, he's had a parade of people working with him. You know, no Robins, except for, uh, yeah, the Joel Schumacher ones, which we should not talk about. But the rest of them, it's like, well, why, why, is, why is there no Robin here? Robin is as much part of Batman as Batman is. Mm. And, and they, never, they never have him there. Uh, I don't understand it. It's just like they take parts of the comics and then they ditch the rest, you know, and um, there's been too much... There has been too much focus on the dynamic between Batman and the Joker and in, in, it's become a bit of a trope, really. I agree. So I'm glad there's no... Uh, as far as we can see, no sign of the Joker in this movie. And I think the idea to make the Riddler kind of a, a, a homicidal, a, a serial killer who... who you know, uses riddles. I think that really plays into the madness of the Riddler. I like that. My um, problem with the Riddler is con- he—he's a Kmart version of Joker. Maybe well, this movie yeah, will change that. Well, the, the thing is, the the point about the Riddler is the you know the Joker is chaos. The Riddler is is um, evil because the Riddler likes to think he's the cleverest person in the room, and yet he's you know he's doing bad things. I, so I wanted to see Riddler, the Riddler from Harley Quinn's TV series. That that was great. Yeah, I loved him. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I like they're doing a different take on the Riddler. I just hope that it, you know, they're talking about it being more of a detective story. I really hope it is that. And it's not just... I agree. doesn't descend into just, you know, him beating the heck out of people, which um, as cool as it would be to watch, you know, and, and I know it's meant to be young Batman and he's maybe not as in control and not set I, his rules. I, I hope as, I'm wrong. I just don't have know. any confidence in this actor. I've never seen him anything well, that he has impressed me with. I, I think I think he's a great actor. I, I have seen some comments saying that he's not really big enough for the role and I kind of get that. You know, he, he's not really bulked out enough for um, for Batman. But having said that, Michael Keaton wasn't particularly big as Batman. No physically so i'm you know. i'm don't get me wrong i'm not being negative to be negative i'm giving it a hundred percent chance i just yeah. i don't know it seemed like emo i Batman have seen him i, I see have that. seen him do some things where he's a he, he's definitely a, a very very good actor he's, he's not just like a twilight pretty boy with that's what you're thinking I, you know I, he is a very what very else good has actor. he been in that I've, i'm not thinking of well he's done a lot of kind of low budget kind of character piece type stuff that you wouldn't have seen because they're not probably in your wheelhouse but I've seen a couple of them and he's a really good actor mm. well we yeah. shall see I'm looking no. forward to it I'm looking forward to coming back next week with another tech fan, tech fan. we've got um, quite a few things to talk about including uh, Elon Musk wanting to put wires in your head <laughs> I'm, and that's and I'm not it's not even a joke I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, Musk, let's just save it. He would, he would, Elon Musk would be good as the he, Riddler. He is. Because <laughs> he's kind of that kind of crazy. <laughs> he is. I, you know, no, he's not the Riddler. He's Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yeah. I get, well, no, yeah, I, he's Lex Luthor. I get the feeling that, that, that Elon Musk kind of lives day by day, really, or, or week by week. I kind of get the feeling that there's a man with not much of a long term plan beyond the big dream yeah, stuff. Squirrel. Whereas Lex. Let's kind of knows where he's going. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week on Tech Fan in two weeks again for Geeks Pub. See you then. <laughs>